Karen. Welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Before we get on with today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and give a massive shout out to our sponsors that are RuneSilk.com, the Beard Care Company, and Tenga.co.uk, the Resex Toy Company. With both these companies, you can get 10% off your first orders by using the code TINBISCUIT at checkout. Capital T, capital B. Use that to get some discount. Right. We've got a very special guest to like day, and I'm so pleased he's come on, and it's Gareth Ike. Well, thanks for coming on, Gareth. No, it's a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. No, so um, what do you make of the last few years? <laughs> well, where to start, mate? Um, I've gone from kind of not in a um, not a controlling way because I'm not I'm not one. Of, you know, you have people that kind of just want to control everything and not leave anything up to fate or destiny, whatever. But I kind of have gone from one of those people that sort of had things organised in his brain to I don't even know what's going on now. Like, all bets are off. Um, if, if someone came up to me and said, I think that, you know, cows are going to start flying and marshmallow men are going to take over, I don't know, Skegness, I would have no reason to doubt that now, to be honest. It's been, it's been it, that mad. It has. It, and, and it all started two years ago today, like really for um, us, when we had our first lockdown. Now, what's your views on COVID-19 specifically? Me, myself, personally think I think it's a precursor to Mark of the Beast. I think the, I think what's going on with Russia and Ukraine is also, it all ties in. It all ties in with the Great Reset 2030. Um, and it's quite a scary situation if you think what they're pushing for. Everything's going up. They want to go to a cashless society. And I'm convinced this COVID-19 is a precursor to everything, especially a few months or a few weeks before they had like a, um, a simulation of an outbreak of a virus. Yeah, um, a coronavirus coming out of China um, and how they were going to react to it, which is exactly what they did, including, you know, even down to the specifics regarding censorship of opposing views, um, which they label as misinformation and stuff. I think you're completely right. I, I, for me, like COVID just is the biggest scam in history and hell, there's been a lot of scams in history. Um, but I absolutely agree. I think, um, COVID, Russia, Ukraine, um, they, they all tie into exactly the same thing. Um, you know, fuel shortages, um, and all this kind of stuff is all, all linked because it basically brings about a situation where people are dependent. Now, if you want complete control over people, you can't have people with independent livelihoods um, because they're not dependent on you. Then you, you don't control them. They can make their own decisions and they can live their lives how they see fit. Um, and so what what you need to do is create an excuse, because if you just say, do you know what, we're going to take off, we're going to take away everybody's wealth. We're going to take away everybody's house, um, everybody's cars. Um, we're going to take away your ability to um, to feed yourself and fund your life. People would revolt and go stick it up your ass and laugh. I think I'm going to do that, you know. Um, and so they have to do it through the back door. So you create um, a virus and you create a war where you basically say we have to do these things. I'm so sorry, but we have to print a stupidly insane amount of money. Um, to respond to COVID, which all that does is devalue the currency completely, make it make it worthless. Um, and yeah, sorry, there's a war, so we're going to have to put the prices up on absolutely everything. 
Um, and obviously, since you've been locked down for the best part of two years, your your company's on its arse and we're now putting the prices up on everything. You've got to pay more tax. Well, um, you know, yeah, this is this is something else with like the lockdown, which is a people surprise me on how quick the way to buckle and just go. Yeah, fine, because it's for the greater good. Not questioning it like sort of sort of anything following a BBC narrative that the BBC known of to stitch people up lie high paedophiles away but yet people who hate the government who hate the press all seem to say let's do as we're told because it's for the greater good not not sort of questioning people who didn't take the vaccines were being called selfish being held up on manslaughter silly things and now it seems the public are all acceptance of things that might happen like this war everything's being pinned on like Russia, when no one really understands the history of Ukraine, the history of Russia, it's a completely different cultural system over there. But yet everyone's flying the flag saying Putin's bad, the same as they did with Donald Trump. When in actual fact, Ukraine's got a massive Nazi problem. They've got a street named after, um, oh, what's his name, Bandera. They've got a street named after him when their shopping centre showed a swastika but yet people don't listen they're just following one narrative with yeah. everything yeah so i'm just gonna have to get the door just one moment please can they like you answer that question gareth while i just go <laughs> sorry about yeah. that yeah um yeah no it is um kind of crazy how lots of people that were kind of awake as well to stuff before were sucked in by the Rona narrative completely and took it hook, line and sinker. And then, to be fair, people that saw through the Rona narrative uh, and weren't, you know, sucked into that were then sucked into Russia, Ukraine. So it is quite strange. I know obviously Dr. Malone talks about his formation psychosis and stuff, and there is a lot to that, I think. But um, because it's not, it's not fear. This is the thing. Like people, I, I hear people say this, you know, fear makes you do crazy things. And so, you know, people decided to to lock down and do as they were told and, and go and get jabbed and all that kind of stuff through fear. I don't I don't believe that for a minute. I think there was a handful of people, probably elderly more, that were frightened of the virus. Apart from that, no one else was frightened of it. People didn't go and get jabbed because they were frightened. They did it so they could get, you know, go on holiday or keep the job um, or, you know, be allowed to go to nightclubs and football matches. None, none, very tiny percentage of them did it because they were frightened of a virus. That's that's the joke of it. And, you know, I don't think most people are frightened of this war, really. Uh, I think people just kind of just go along with it. And it's it's easy to have a good guy and a bad guy, you know, sort of like, you know, cowboys and Indians. Um, and as you rightly say, Ukraine is not black and white in the slightest. And um, it's interesting, actually, that you, you mention that, that prominent Nazi because um, having the street named after him, because... For me, you know, I'll try and play devil's advocate when it comes to lots of things and the media. You know, are, are, are these um, are these journalists just idiots? Well, some of them are, um, but are some of them knowing what they're doing? And so I saw a, a interview with a um, with a, a prominent member of, of the Ukrainian government who who was chatting away, and he had five pictures behind him, and the middle one was blurred. There were, there were headshots, like portraits. And the middle one was blurred. And I thought at the time, that's weird. Like, as if it's got like a naked bloke on his window or something. Like, why have they blurred that? <laughs> and um, and then off Guardian, um, 
pointed out um, from other footage that hadn't been blurred exactly who that was, and it was that Nazi that you mentioned. So Stefan Bandera is yeah, his name. So the BBC have knowingly blurred him out then? Yeah. And he defected from like the Ukraine to help the Nazis kill lots of Jews. And people saying, well, Zelensky's not a Nazi because he's got a Jewish heritage. But that doesn't really add up to me. That so, like, makes no sense. So did Hitler. Exactly. So you just can't distinguish, but it's the narrative that people, it's surprising that all they focus on is this one way information of bullshit that comes from the media and that they don't question anything else. And if you do question it, you're classed as right wing now, like homophobic, all the trans things going on. You've got all these things of acceptance. And if you don't accept it, you sort of cast out of society. Yeah. And that's that's the the big alarm bell, really. I think if there's if if there's something you can't talk about, climate change is another one, without being you know lambasted, then you know for me, I think you should be talking about it more. And and you know when you talk about the transgender issue, like the the fact you've got a situation where you you you've got biological men who can grow up as biological men, train and and get fit as biological men that sit what, 430-odd in the world, or sorry, 430-odd in the region even, um, as a male swimmer, then can just become a woman because he decides he's a woman now and take the title, uh, the female title. Um, and, you know, and, and people can accept that and think that's fair. That's just madness. You know, that is madness. And, and most people don't think that's fair. Most people don't think that's fair. And there might be people like me and you that will go, do you know what, this is bullshit. But most people are frightened to say that because they know what they're going to get. They're going to get, you know, the mob launched on them. And the mob might be a minority, but, you know, we're in a position now where minority rules. The minority seems to only rule due to people like BBC, like ITV, Sky and etc. But also going back to this Ukraine thing and like the trends thing, we've got the censorship issue where RT and Sputnik, um, I can still get... Russia today on my um, Wi-Fi, but I can't get it from just being out and about on the, sort of my phone. So I'm getting my news sent, like sort of censored, and I think that's going to be more and more. I think soon they'll start coming for the podcasts, uh, like especially what's happening with Joe Rogan and everything. What like happened to him last last month? There just seems to be a massive push on prices going up. Can't afford this. I think it's clown world. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned yeah. clown world. But the, the online harms bill, um, which is being pushed through in the UK at the minute, um, which is being sold as, um, you know, protecting people from harm, i.e., you know, unsolicited dick pics getting sent and all that sort of stuff, which people will look at on the face and go, oh, that's great. You know, I'm a father of two daughters. I don't want some grotty Torag sending his pecker to my daughters. Yeah, all right. OK, I'll go along with that then. Um, but that's that's just the sales pitch. The the real uh, you know target of the online harms bill is the alternative media. It's yourself and myself and and those people that are questioning the narrative outside of the mainstream. Um, because who defines harm? And that's why it's such a disconcertingly vague term. You know, harm. Well, okay, well I can stand in a room of say 200 people and I could say that you know I don't know women don't have cocks. And I'm going to harm someone in that room, probably, law of averages. Someone's going to feel harmed by that or slighted by that and need a safe space. So, you know, even pointing out something that is just scientifically fact um, 
can cause harm. And so any any so-called misinformation, anything that questions the narrative can be can be labeled as harmful. And if, if it is, then it can be shut down. And that's the whole point of it. Well, you say following the science, people seem to do that. Oh, sorry, they like, did that with them, like the vaccine, but on the trans issue, they don't follow the science. And that's where their arguments fall apart. And as soon as you say that, they just shut you down by saying racist, right, like wing, transphobe. All these words have been weaponized. It's a bit like John Barnes was saying on like the racist issue. It's all right banning the supporters, and this relates to the dick pic issue, banning that. But that's not going to solve the problem because they're still going to send the dick pics regardless, maybe to someone else. So that age is still going to be there. That person's still going to be racist, even if they're banned from football. It's not solving the problem. It's sweeping the problem under the carpet. And we need to address the problem head on, not by footballers, but just like the honest working class people and find out why are people like that and address it from there, not banning or censoring anything because that doesn't solve the problem. It's going to create more hatred and more troublesome things for the future, banning things. Yeah, and, and also, how, how do you stop people being dicks? Like, genuine, genuinely, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world, and, and so, so what, you're, you're going to completely eradicate someone from being sexist or someone from being racist. You know, you're not going to do that, because some people are arseholes. Some, some people abuse children. So, you know, yeah. not... It's, it, it's not me saying, you know, just accept it and get on with it. But at the end of the day, the overwhelming, overwhelming majority of people are not those things. Um, but, but if you believed what you heard on the TV or, or in any kind of, you know, social media, the, then, you know, living in England, you, you, you live in, in a racist, misogynistic shit pit. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you really don't. Like, are there racist? Yeah, of course there are. Are there misogynistic bastards? Of course there are. They're sexists on, on both sides of the sexes. But the overwhelming, over, overwhelming majority of people are decent. I think, yeah, as going back to that sort of misogynist and racist, then my words have been weaponized, And I don't think people understand what a true racist is. Like, sort of doing an impression, um, it's disrespectful, maybe, doing a sort of an impression of a Chinese person, but it's not racist. And I think racist is being weaponized in a way, even if you say something just out of the blue or just inflammatory or something like that, you're classed as a racist and that's it. And when in actual fact you're not, because it's, it's, it, it's just crazy. And I've tried to speak to people. And when it starts to contradict their views, they shut down the argument. Yeah, because everything's black and white and there's no grey area. So, you know, to, to, to suggest that, you know, someone that daubs um, the local Chinese takeaway with, with graffiti saying, you know, kill all Chinese people or whatever, to, to make, you know, which is obviously a racist act, but to make that comparable with someone saying to a fat lad, hey, you've got more chins than a Chinese phone book, it ain't the same. It's not the same thing. No. Uh, you know, but, but that's how people um, perceive stuff, you know, and, and it's the same across the board, really, that people get lumped in um, under this umbrella um, of, you know, you're a racist or you're a misogynist or you're this and you're that, and there's no, there's no kind of context to it. I think people don't realise, and like you pushed on this before, that we would all like to live in an idyllic society, 
an idyllic civilization, but unfortunately, life's not like that. You've got different cultures from different parts of the world that don't work, that don't mix. You'll always have a psycho, you'll always have a social path, you'll always have a like a knobhead, because that's what life is. We're never going to get to the point where we live in harmony. That's why sort of socialism won't work, because people strive for more. We don't want to be stuck where our ideas can't progress, this, that, and like the other. And I think people think, well, if we get rid of this, we'll live in a nice society. That's not how it works. No, it's not how it works. And also, you know, people are obsessed with the collective as well, you know, rather than the individual. It's, it's like, you know, that guy's a knobhead because he's Muslim. No, he's not. He's a knobhead because he's a knobhead. His, his religion has absolutely no no part to play in the fact that he's a knobhead. He's just a knobhead. And, and that's what people seem to, to fail to understand is that you can have wonderful people, all right people, and knobheads in every single demographic, in every single sex, in every single gender and sexuality and race. And so, you know, deal with people on on their merit. If they're a nice person, great. If they're not, all right, well, I don't want a lot to do with them then. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah but to then to lump everyone else that, that has the same characteristics, whether it be physical characteristics or, you know, or sexual preference or whatever, um, as a knobhead as well, because they are, then that's just stupid. And, and to be honest, most people, again, the overwhelming majority of people don't do that. Yeah, I mean, we've sort of seen this where they divided society with COVID, with the mask wearing, with the vaccine and now we're seeing it with this ukraine and russia thing with if you ain't got the flag if you don't want to take anyone in again it's setting society apart yeah and that's all by design mate and brexit was the same uh you know trump was weaponized in the same way um to create again a black and white you're with us or you're against us simple as that um you know i saw a meme today which made me laugh it was it was of um of, of a shopping center now asking for for proof of Ukrainian support for you to go in. Um, I mean, is something like that real or is that something... Being, no, well, it's... I mean, there's so much disinformation and, like, misinformation, and I think people don't seem to realise the difference between misinformation and disinformation. Misinformation no. is where you're misinformed, this, like, disinformation is spread on purpose. But, I mean, I've seen them sort of memes, but I'm so untrustworthy now of anything that I read because oh. you just don't know. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, it's it's parody, of course, that no one's asking for evidence of Ukrainian support to go into a shopping centre. But but it so it's just set as a joke, obviously, with the COVID pass. But the point that the, the joke is making is is an important one. Um, that that is how society is. It's polarised to such a point of you know you're either with us or you're against us. There's no grey area. There's no conversation of well, hang on a minute. No one asks any questions. Just wear a damn mask. Oh, okay. Can I speak? No. Just wear a damn mask. <laughs> and and you know that's is it's the same with with Russia and Ukraine absolutely the same you know I know like I, I when my first daughter was born um, we went to the the doctors for a, for a checkup with a midwife and basically she wasn't due for a few days and so we went for a checkup anyway um, and they went oh yeah you are you need to get to the hospital now and so I hadn't you know obviously the the, the overnight bag was always in the car by that point but. I, I was about to go out for a run before we went to the doctor. So I had a pair of shorts on, some trainers and a football shirt, which I was just running. Um, and so obviously we went straight to the hospital. So my daughter was born and the first picture I have holding her, I'm wearing a Russian football shirt. And I was thinking, because I like the shirt. And I was thinking at the time, I, I'm thinking now about that and thinking, God, 
Can you imagine people's reaction now if I went out for a run in a Russian football shirt or if I went to the gym in a Russian shirt? You know, people would take that as an act of provocation, which is mad. It's, it's, it's a football shirt, mate. Well, that's 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 the other thing with like destroying Russians' economy as well. So I mean, there's things, and you'll probably know more about this than I do because I don't pay much attention to it. But these bio labs in Ukraine, funded by the US, and now President Biden saying, "Oh, they might launch a chemical warfare attack or nukes." Could this be a sign of the West might do a false flag? And make things even worse? Uh, potentially. Um, what, they always tell you. They always tell you what they're doing. Whether it be with, like you said at the top of the show, with Event 201, with, with Cyber Polygon, um, the, the you know, cyber pandemic drills and stuff like that. Um, they, they always tell you what they're doing every single time. So if they're openly talking about that, then, yeah, it, it would not shock me at all. Um, because I personally think they've already done it. I mean, I, I don't believe for one minute that um, that whole nonsense in in, in Salisbury um, with the poisoning was was as we were told it was at all. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to. I mean, I, I had one. Of, I had two stag dudes because I've got mates up north and mates down south, and the mates down south are too lazy to travel, so <laughs> I had to I had to go down to them. So we went to Salisbury and um, did this like adventure water park thing and then we, we went out for a few beers so i've been around salisbury but the fact that you could release one of the most deadly nerve agents in existence on the streets of salisbury and it would it would one it wouldn't kill those two people it was aimed to kill which is insane and would take out what one homeless person i mean you're having a laugh mate you would you would have you would have bodies left right and center do you do you, do you think what's going on now there's been more at play in the last few years, and the, like there's bits and bobs no one's picked up on. You've just mentioned the Salisbury case, and it's all coming to a head. And you did mention climate change, like like earlier on. Is that going to be the next phase for lockdowns? Do you think? Because I've heard that mentioned quite a few times with the, like climate change. Bearing in mind our weather records only go back so far, and I've also read and heard that the sun's in some sort of cycle, but. Everyone's going on this bandwagon, climate change, electric vehicles, yet it takes electric that don't seem to care about the way the cobalt's mined and sort of, sort of things like this. And could climate change be the next lockdown? I think, I think that's absolutely the plan. And, and, you know, they're already openly talking about it. I mean, they talk about it in terms of how to deal with, with fuel, um, you know, shortages and stuff of, you know, not driving on a Sunday, working from home three days a week. Um, you know, these sound very much like the things that were put in place for for COVID. And so, you know, you, if you can get someone to do something for two years under a guise of it might save them from a virus or whatever, then, you know, it becomes normal to people. But, you know, humans adapt. It's one very good thing we have about us is that you can adapt. But that can be, you know, exploited. Um, and, and so, again, uh, climate change will tie into everything going on with Russia and Ukraine. Um, you, you've already had people openly coming out um, and saying that, you know, the fact that people, that the fuel prices are going up, um, I think Guterres came out and said it that, it, it, that that's actually not necessarily a bad thing because it's good for the environment. And you're like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good for the people. It's good for the taxi drivers and the lorry drivers, isn't it? But um, mm. the, 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 whose lives depend on, on being able to drive about. But, um, but yeah, they're, so they're sort of celebrating it. You know, this is good for the environment. And um, 
you know, they did the same with, with lockdowns. You know, is this something that we need to look at? It's like, well, if you're saying, is it something we need to look at? What you're telling me is that you've already looked at it. It's, yeah. what, it's, it's what you want to do. You just need to get me to agree. You know, it's, it's, it's like you, you want to go to one pub and the other lads want to go to another pub. Now, short of putting your foot down and going, no, everyone's coming following me, which would make you look like a bit of a dick um, and would probably get some resistance. You need to somehow make all those other pubs seem shit and your one seem like the best option. And um, it's a similar thing, really, of just kind of, you know, just kind of almost fooling people to going along with your plan. What do you think the end game is? I've like I said before, I sort of think it's smack of the beef. Um, what's your views on 5G? Where do you think it's going? Do you like, do you think technology, as Ted, Ted Kaczynski was saying, tech, like technology would be the um, end of civilization sort of thing? I mean, he didn't say that, I'm just sort of paraphrasing. But I feel that technology's gone a bit too far and it's taken us out of the human spirit. It can serve a purpose and technology is good if used in the right way, but I think it's making humanity lazy i think it's caused a lot more problems and we're going to lose that connection with each other through technology but like as i say it does serve a purpose i'm not saying it should be cast that out but i think we use it too much and i think we're reliant on it too much and oh, absolutely, the irony yeah. of that is that we're doing this over the internet to put out <laughs> yeah yeah but it but no it is a um it, you know te- technology can be used for great things um but it can also be very dangerous um you know if 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 people become addicted to it which they do um and you know and and they're targeted to become addicted to it particularly kids and teenagers you know it, it's like anything yeah we're doing this podcast over over um over the internet and so it's serving its purpose i mean a jacket potato is good for you a jacket potato is great but if you have four a day every day for a year it's probably going to make you ill so it's not necessarily the jacket potato that's the problem it's it's you know uh, how, well yeah exactly it's our consumption of it um and you know everything is online now um and again you know covid's created that with the, the new normal um where people do work from home a hell of a lot more um definitely yeah and they miss out on those personal um conversations and that you know that energy that you get from someone and that's why i think the same you know that's moved the same with dating apps and stuff like that like i'm old enough to have fortunately never used a dating app um you know i've sort of met my wife the old-fashioned way but um you know to meet someone somewhere maybe a bar or, or through friends and have that interaction you get that vibe from them um as opposed to just well swipe left swipe right yes it's fancy coming over you know, and, and that sort of, it's just, it's all part of the same thing for me, I think. I mean, you mentioned that, but like, humanity needs human connection. It's been proven like psychologically, we need that connection with people to make ourselves feel good. Um, what do you think the end game is? What's like, sort of your vision in 10 years from like now, where do you think we'll be? Do you think we'll be chipped? Do you think we'll be locked down? Because like, I seem it. I um, get tired of just shouting into the void because it seems like nothing's going to change. We like can protest, we can put out our alternative news, but at the end of the day, what's going to be is going to be. Well, I, I think it's dependent on on the people, of course. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one because there is an awakening happening. 
Um, I, I see it on the daily. Um, and it's only going one way. Like, you know, no, no one's coming from our point of view and going back to the mainstream media and going back to trusting government and going back to following rules. That's not happening. You know, there's lots of people doing that, don't get me wrong, but they're, they're, they've always done that. Um, and so there's lots of people coming from that side over to ours, people that are slowly waking up to stuff. You know, going to, to the protests, I'm trying to attend, you know, as many as I can um, within reason. Obviously, I've got young kids, but um, every time I go, people will come up and it's their first one. I've never been before. You know, I, I'm I'm on my own in my family. They're all, you know, fast asleep and, you know, all my work colleagues think I'm mad. And, and so, you know, then they come and meet up with hundreds of thousands of people and it's like, shit, I'm not alone. This is great. And, you know, that happens all the time. And, it, it, you know, to think about London protests in, in June, May, June, um, July 2020, you were looking at about 600, 650 people. By August, it was about 35, 40,000. Mm. Uh, you know, it can happen like that. Um, you know, and, and, and by March 2021, you, you were in the six, seven hundred thousands. It's insane numbers of people that have just seen through it. And there's lots of them that, that, you know, they went, they got two jabs. Friends of mine went and got two so they could go on holiday, didn't get to go on holiday. They're not going and get a third. Stick it up your ass. Not doing it. Well, um, yeah, people are getting a fourth now, aren't they? So. Yeah, people are getting a fourth, but there's people like, you know, Vanessa Feltz, will get, she'll have 28 when she, for whatever the hell she was on about. But, you know, there, there are certain people that I think, you know, without sounding defeatist, they are too gone. They're too far gone. You're never going to get through to them. They are literally non-player characters. They they are following, you know, their, their software is such that it, it just simply follows the way that the game's been set out from. And they have no ability for critical thought. You know, in the same way, if you play a game of FIFA or a game of NHL, you're in control of a certain player. And all the other players are sort of skating around you, but they're not in control. They're just doing what the software program has set them to do. Um, you know, I think there's people in this country and on this planet that, that would fit into that into that description unfortunately and so you're never going to get through to those people you're not going to and so people should not you know don't bother trying don't waste your time because for every single one of them there's going to be someone else probably stood 10 yards away that actually is going to be open to stuff and and, True, yeah. and you know i think it's it's different it's difficult if you if you love that person or if they're a relative uh, or a lover, or, or, or a friend, or a teammate, or whatever, you know, then I get it. That's hard because you you want them to to see it. But if they're not going to, there, there comes a point where it's like, look, this is a waste of their time and my time, and and you know, unfortunately, that they're not going to come along with us for the ride, and that's you know, that's fine. That is what it is. But there's other people that are, are open, far more open. Would you say the media and the government, the way they've sort of to put it pre-programmed people or like reprogrammed people or do you think the people were already just acceptance at the very beginning of it all or do you think they have actually been rewired so to speak i think i think there's a, a an element of of uh you know rewiring going on uh, certainly with covid when when you think of the level of psychological bombardment that people had for two years i mean i, I don't have a tv license i don't watch telly they can you know get get fucked with it to be honest but i had to go and get um some work done after mot on uh, i had a couple of things on an advisory and so i was sat in the waiting room at the garage and it had like you know bbc 24 on 
And honestly, mate, I was sat there for 10 minutes and I was literally like, no wonder these people are fucking mental. <laughs> like, listen to this. This is mad. And if people are just sat in front of that, and I've got, you know, mates that have told me working in care homes that these people, obviously, once they were confined to their rooms, the elderly, they just stuck shoved in front of BBC News. They must have been terrified um, with all the absolute bullshit and lies that was coming out. Um, but I also think there's a lot of pre-programming, a hell of a lot of that, and especially when it comes to Russia. Because if you think about it, like we, we touched on the Salisbury poisoning earlier, I mean, that's absolute nonsense. It's got, it's, it's like freaking mouse cheese. It's got so many holes in it. But it programmed people to believe that, you know, Russia bad. And then you have all the Russia, um, you know, hack the election to get Trump elected, which is an absolute lie, a provable lie. But again, uh, so they're naughty, naughty Russians. Hunter Biden, again, Hunter Biden's laptop, which was called a, a conspiracy theory till about 20 minutes ago, you know, NewsGuard and Politico, these these so-called fact-checkers, they they said it was all just Rus Russian disinformation. So all the time, Russia, 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 Russia. And then so when they invade Ukraine, oh, I knew they'd do that, dirty Russians. Do you know what I mean? They program people to think a certain way. Can you just explain a, a, like a bit about Biden's son's laptop and what it's supposed to hold or like what it does hold and why the big up in arms over it? Because I'm well, not too fully aware of what's going on i well, haven't looked into it that much well plenty of images of him with crack pipes and uh sex workers i think um which you know wouldn't have looked great for um for someone trying to get elected as president of the usa but more importantly it was it was the emails in there so so basically um hunter biden was taking a shed load of money tens of thousands of pounds from um ukrainian um companies um, to basically uh, use the influence that his father had as, at the time, he was vice president to Obama, um, including one situation where um, a member of the Ukrainian government was investigating um, a particular company for um, corruption, and that company was um, giving money to Hunter Biden. Um, for, for what seems like sod all, basically. He wasn't actually doing anything. He's got no background in, in these industries. Um, so then Biden went, Biden Sr., had that government official sacked um, on the proviso that if he wasn't sacked, then um, the Ukrainian government would not receive the aid, which I think was around a billion dollars, um, which was, uh, was um, you know, designated to go to them. So the government obviously wanting their billion US dollars uh, sacked the guy who was investigating the company that Hunter Biden was taking money off. So uh, that that is huge um, in terms of someone's legitimacy as, 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 you know, being worthy of being president. And so New York Post broke that story um, in the in the weeks before the US election and the US Post had its Twitter um, suspended um, and people that were linking to the story and posting the story were, um, you know, lost their accounts and stuff on social media. It wasn't reported. I think Fox News, Tucker Carlson was the only person that spoke about it. CNN and everyone else just ignored it or said it was Russian disinformation. And obviously all the all the um, fact checkers, um, which always makes me laugh because fact checkers didn't exist until the truth started coming out. Um they they obviously jumped on it and and now it's the New York Times this week um, has admitted that it was true. Um, would would Biden have got elected 
if all that had come out about how corrupt he was and how corrupt his son was? Probably not. Well, it's the same as the basically admitted um, the COVID deaths were a lot lower because a lot of the COVID deaths were misdiagnosed. And I've seen that recently within the last week coming out. Yeah. So it's the same and it's the same the same situation that the feeders a bullshit line then further down the line. They go, oh, it maybe want this bad. But yet by the time they've done that, it's already been done. Yeah, and you can't like, really get that back. No. no. So just going back to what you think the end game is. For me, ultimate control. Ultimate control of population. So if you look at China, um, that is the blueprint for the world. Social um, credit score. A social credit system. You know, people don't realise, a lot of people don't realise, you know, millions of people in China can't even use a train. They can't fly. They can't leave the country because their social credit score is too low. Um, you know, I... I I mean, how does that work in, like, China? Do you, I mean, do you know the mechanisms of how they, like, work that? Because everything is digitalised, um, which is exactly what they want here. I mean, I've, you know, said for ages, you know, when you find, like, sort of Labour supporters saying, oh, you know, the government wasted billions on a failed track and trace. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It was nothing to do with track and trace. What they spent billions on was setting up a, a, a system to use as, as a green pass and a, and a social credit system. Um, that's what they did. There was nothing to do with track and trace. Um, and so that's what they want. And, and you know, what, what happens if you have a, a, a massive crash, which is coming imminently, um, which drags everyone down to the ground financially, including the middle class, then, you know, you create a dependency on state. And so then what will be happen? What will be offered is, is the Great Reset as an answer. You know, look, this old system's dead. Yeah, because you destroyed it. But this old system's dead. This is what we need. You know, you will have nothing. You will own nothing, but you'll be happy. Um, so, you know, OK, so you've forfeited on your house. You've lost X, Y and Z. You've lost everything. OK, well, we can maybe wipe off that debt so you can still, you know, live in your property, but you don't own it anymore. Um, you know, you'll find that, 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 that there'll be things offered and, and people go, oh, thank you so much. It's like, mate, it was it was them that done it. It was all part of the plan. Um, to absolutely asset strip the population, which is what has happened. There's been the, the biggest financial grab in history over the last two years. You know, the, the billionaires have literally run run amok. I um, mean, I get that impression that everything's going to go up, people won't be able to afford to do it, and then, like, the government or someone else will come in and say, look, we'll do it all for you, but you've got to do this for us. And as soon as they do that, game over. 100%. Universal basic income. They're already trialling it, trialling it in Wales currently. Um, and that's exactly what they'll offer, a universal basic income. And so you will have those sort of, you know, kind of people that, that, that sit normally on the left of politics that will go, but I don't see a bad idea with that. And it's like, yeah, but universal basic income is it's not a case of let's make sure no one becomes homeless, which is a good idea. It's a situation of basically it will be sod all for a start um, and it will be a race to the bottom you will literally just drag everyone to the bottom and, and also you won't get your universal basic income unless you tick these boxes as you say you know people, include vaccine like sort of oh, vaccination be, but just not for covid we've read about mosquitoes we've read about this new variant of covid that's coming like even though it's less deadly there's a push on this and as soon as you don't take this vaccine or don't do what they say, what happens to you 
in society? Do we, you get cast out to a camp? Do you kick, get kicked out on the street? Do we go live in an underground society like Demolition Man did? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? If you, you, you don't get your money, though. You don't get your money. If, you, if you're a dissident of the state, you ask questions, you don't get your money. You, so, do, you do as you're told. So would another society be rebuilt to go against the mainstream society? Because I don't want to be part of a society that takes away people's freedom of choice. No, neither do I. Neither do I. And that's the answer, I think, that, that, that might have to happen. You know, people might have to start their own society. But then, you know, there's going to be a battle against the establishment for that because they're not going to want to let you do that. So I think the next few years are going to be pretty spicy. But I think it, it needs to come to a head. It needs to I happen. Well, yeah. What what's some of your view on aliens and like like Project Blue Beam and things like that to like like holograms in the sky making things that are real and Antichrist because that seems to be coming a bit of a more forefront now. Like sort of sort of aliens. Yeah. Um. I, I, nothing would surprise me, mate, at all. Um. You know, I think they've got several things up their sleeve that they can try and pull out to to create the goals that they want. I mean, I've said for a, like sort of for a long time. I mean, I've always believed in aliens, um, but it seems to everything it's coming to a head. The thing, I mean, I think the Queen's already died. I thought I like sort of think she's been dead for quite a few months now, and I think they'll release that this year. Possibly, I, I, I wonder. When they said she got she had COVID, I did wonder, you know, whether yeah. they, whether they use that. Um, to try and really ramp up the fear and, 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 you know, put pressure on those that are not, you know, fell for the jab and stuff like that. You know, having ha- having a, a crown virus take out the crown head of state, it sort of felt like it wrote itself. But um, but as of yet, that doesn't seem to have happened. But I, I'm, I'm very open to the fact that she's no longer with us. I, I was the same with Philip. I think he I think he went quite a long time before he was announced as going. Yeah, I mean, um the Queen in itself, we probably could ask a five-hour podcast on, on her going back to when she was in Canada and the ten missing kids. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, they're, they're, there's a very dark, sinister family. There is. Um, going back to the thing with her being a lizard person, it seems like the City of London, she can't enter that, can she, without permission from the mayor... Uh, and they want to do some sort of special sets, like ceremony, but isn't it all the sort of border lines or like sort of like sort of border markers are all dragons that around the the one mile city of London they're they're all yeah. dragons around the financial district, yeah. What's from like your view on the lizard situation? Because I've never really paid much attention to it, like sort of pinned down and things like that, until you start to read about it and you think. There could be an element of truth to it all, to be fair. Well, exactly. I think there's, you know, what's happened over the last couple of years has, has opened people's eyes to the, the, the potential of, of stuff that two years earlier they would have gone, that's mad, that's mad, not even thinking about that. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that people are starting to realise with it is the idea that, that it is a non-human force um, that, that's kind of running the game is the fact that there is no humanity around. Um, you know, when you look at the actions of government and the actions of heads of state and the, and the actions as well of, of, you know, royal families and, and the so-called elite, you know, when it comes to paedophilia and all these things, like, there's no humanity there. Um, 
and so people are sort of you know become slightly more open to the idea that actually maybe there's a very good reason why there isn't the humanity there because that's not who's you know who's carrying this out um i mean it's all dark energy it's and it's all dark spirit spirituality it's all dark it's all spiritual trying to make us be broke down and then just yeah. in like in like compliance but it's the same as the boiling frog syndrome you put a block a block you put a frog in a bottle of or a sort of pan of boiling water it's going to jump out but if you heat that up slowly before the frog knows it's fucked and yeah. that's what i feel what's happening with people now and again i mean i've mentioned this on so many podcasts i've mentioned it today that all these friends that i had all these people that wore rage against the machine t-shirts against society against this they were the first ones to bow down and go i'm gonna wear a mask and it's yeah. like why are you wearing a mask it, the all mask thing was bullshit because one thing for me is that they contradicting themselves but why haven't there been no medical waste bins for like masks coming out of shops or like on and like the streets we just find them in hedges or on the floor for such a deadly disease you disease you would have thought infection control yellow bins or orange bins whatever they are to be in streets and in shops so you can dispose of your gloves or your masks not help spread the disease about that's the joke of it no none none of it makes any sense whatsoever but then if you look at things like um Biderman's chart of coercion um in terms of the way that they would break down uh, prisoners of war that's part of it you know of, of 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 having absolutely you know meaningless stupid demands because if you can get someone to agree to do something that they know is nonsense you've already broken them you've broken them because they've got no self-respect left um, for me, I didn't. I, I've refused to go along with any of it from the beginning. I, I, it's, it's shocking. I'm still alive um, <laughs> because I'm not having it. Like I'm not going to act. You know. Uh, you know. Forrest Gump. Stupid is as stupid does. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend I'm an intelligent person, but do stupid things for a quiet life. Definitely. Definitely. So, us as a society, where do we need to go to sort of get out of this? If I'm like, we can't be. Because I've got that horrible feeling if it is something more sinister, and I do believe it's nearing the end times or a precursor to it all, what can we do to become better in ourselves? Um, turn this off the telly. Say, where do we go? Turn off the telly is one. But but to, to, I think, you know, raising, will sound like a hippie, but raising your vibration is important. And it's interesting you saying about, you know, this whole boiling frog scenario. Like, that's all that the media is doing to people. Um, every single day, you turn the, if you would turn the news on, they would tell you that your your roof is caving in on you, and then they'll just give you a different reason why it's caving in. Putin's caving it in. Covid's caving it in. Climate change is caving it in. Um, far right super um, white supremacists are caving it in. Um, you know, it's it's weapons of mass destruction are caving it in. There's always uh, it's just this darkness and this fear that they're building up within people to keep people dumbed down and and subservient and i think people need to realize where the power lies because you know there are there's, there's seven billion of us well it lies with us exactly and so people just need to stand up and just have a little bit more self-belief and a little bit more self-confidence um in in who they are and you know for a prime example you know two years ago today if they'd have said you were shutting down your businesses and the businesses have gone fuck off it would have ended in a day ended in a day and do you know what that that was made so powerful last christmas because 
the government in this country wanted to lock down the UK for Christmas. They wanted to lock down the, the UK for New Year's Eve. And they were quite open about the fact that that's what they wanted to do because, you know, we need to keep an eye on Omicron, but it looks like we might have to do this. And no one went along with it. No one went along with anything. And the government just polled incessantly. It was poll after poll after poll after poll. Trying, yeah. trying to get um, the view of the public. You know, what is the public mood? What is the public mood? And the public mood was very much stick it up your ass, mate. You can lock us down if you want, but I'm still going around my mum's house. And so they, they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it because they were then in a position where if they'd have tried to lock down and everyone had told them to jog on, that, that it was game over, done. Because what it would have done, it would have shown the population, everyone, where the power lied, um, uh, laid. And, and, and if it had, then that, you know, we, it would have brought down the house of cards. So the government had to go, oh, no, yeah, no, actually, you can have Christmas. As if they were giving us permission when yeah. no one was asking for it anyway. You know, but that's As the a point. treat for being yeah. good. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's the point, though. You know, people need to to stand up and say no, as they did then. And, you know, I tell you what, man, you could you can see a change real quick it's like sort of interesting you mentioned old people at the first it's sort of the start of the podcast sorry when the first lockdown the more people mostly people i saw out was old people i mean i'm lucky enough to live at a seaside town one side we have the seaside and the next other side we have sort of the lincolnshire walls so we had it very lucky and i can't imagine what a lockdown would be in somewhere say like bradford where it's sent sort of centred and you haven't got no greenery you've got no sort of fresh air so like so to speak for sort of to like make you feel alive but the majority of people i saw was old people i think sandwiches on benches (laughs) yeah i think um i'm lucky in the same sense i live out in the countryside and i've got but i've got friends that live in flats in the city and it just ate them They, they, they ended up just coming out and sitting in my garden um but I, th- I think it's interesting, actually, because old people went two ways. One, they, w- they were frightened. You had, you had a percentage of old people who were frightened because they've grown up believing that government, believing the BBC. And so why would they disbelieve them now? So there was that element. And also those that are glued to the TV, like I say, it, it was incessant. But then there's also the other group that kind of split into other parts where you'd have you know i'm 70 years old for god's sake i'm not locking myself in my house for my last however many years of my life i'm going to take definitely a risk and get out there you know and then there were others that would be you know well yeah but i've seen this all before seen all this all before don't you know it's nonsense um and i must admit actually now you know uh, when you go out and about if you go into a shop it tends to be old people that might have a mask on but if you go out and about and you know you see like a div who's wearing one outdoors and you're like oh, fucking hell they're yeah. always they're always young people they are it's it's becoming like a fashion statement or some but it's it yeah it's just and it's just madness because i still see people wearing them and like they're driving on them like their own oh yeah that, but that's 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 a mental illness that that's a mental illness well yeah but it's still their choice and as like much as it enrages us we can't take that choice away from people we like can only give them facts but at sort of the end of the day we can't get them to come over to the alternative media side or even to like critical think i mean critical thinking should be taught at school uh, like along with self-defense but no one critical thinks anymore no one's going to listen to this podcast because it's probably classed as like right wing i am taking the vaccine this that 
the other. So it's like we're all in our own sort of echo chambers, but we just need to get out there and like yeah. put the message across. And I realise that's a bit of a contradictory thing to say from when I said maybe shouting into the void, but um, maybe I just had some sort of a breakdown because after Christmas I got I, I was so fed up with things. It's like fucking we're finished for no one's doing anything everyone's protesting no one's listening we're just getting called this that and the other and it was a bit of a relief to stop going to these things like stand up in the park and it it felt like a massive weight was lifted from sort of sort of my shoulder because these last two years my podcast has only been about moaning about what's going on yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I, I kind of get like that, where it's like, can we just talk about anything but that shit for a yeah. bit, please? Yeah. No, I, I get you. So, so if people wanted to find out more about you, or wanted to find out more about the other side of alternative no news, where do they go? Um, Iconic dot com is where I do. Um, I present uh, two or three shows for the channel. Um, that are all very different. One uh, called Right Now, which is a weekly news show, news and current affairs show, um, where we kind of talk to some mainstream people, but but often we talk to people that the mainstream are pretending don't exist. So we kind of give you a different take on stuff. Um, I present a podcast called What Af, um, which is basically just stands for What the Actual Fuck, which me and my mate Rich started because uh, we realised that we were spending probably three or four times a day going, what the actual fuck, looking at the nonsense that was being peddled, particularly around COVID. Um, and then I've one called The Walk, which is um, a walk-in series, again, where you talk to kind of alternative views, um, people that talk about folklore and spirituality and stuff. Oh, that sounds interesting, folklore yeah. and the paranormal. Yeah, lots of that stuff. So I'm, I'm putting together Series 3 at the minute, which is in Scotland. Um, so we've... We've got lots of different people booked for that, um, and, Brilliant. and so that should should be interesting. I, I like walking, I like chatting, so it's kind of like the perfect thing for me. It is me. good, yeah. Doing this podcast the last two years, 2018, I've, I've like met loads of different people, and it's been really good to hear different views. You like people you might not agree with, people you do agree with. So it is really good to go and speak to a wide range of different people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the people on the show I, I'll talk to and and um, I don't necessarily hold the same views as them, but I'm also not arrogant enough to think that my view is correct 100 percent of the time. So why should they have a, a voice? Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's what tends to happen now is yeah. this. I'm right. You're wrong. And so therefore you shouldn't be heard because you're wrong anyway. And that's sort of like, well, yeah, I've heard that. All views must be heard. Absolutely, it must be heard to like before. It's no good sense censoring people. Um, you mentioned you do a podcast. Are you on YouTube? Oh no, I got banned from there, mate. Long ago. Yeah, I've um, got banned three times, so I don't go on YouTube anymore. Yeah, I don't want to give them my energy, if I'm honest, mate. Um, so yeah, no, it's all on Iconic. Um, um so if you just go to Iconic dot com. The WhatsApp podcast is because Iconic is a subscription channel, but the WhatsApp podcast is free. So you just you can watch it on there for free every, every two weeks. I, and are you on social medias? Can people catch you on yeah, social medias? Yeah, I'm on Twitter for now. Um, I live every day as if it's my last on there, to be honest. But I'm also on, on Getter and Gab and Parler and all the other free speech ones. Yeah, yeah. I've The only one I'm on is Twitter, and I've only begrudgingly got on that because I had to sort of get my podcast going again after the like lockdown because I can't share it so i thought twitter's going to be the one yeah for me so 
thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. I know you're really busy for coming on my podcast. Um, again, anyone's allowed on this podcast. It's a free speech, all unedited podcast. So if you want to come on and talk about Barbie rolls, you can do. If like, you want to come on and talk about devil worshipping, you can do. It's always open. My platform's open to everyone. So there you go. <laughs> Magic. Well, cheers for having me, mate. Oh, thanks very much for coming on. Been fun, cheers mate. for that. All right, take care. All right, take care, buddy. Bye, bye. 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 The Tim Biscuit Podcast.